0: Hello? It's me again. I uh, brought you some food. Didn't know whether you had any dietary preferences, so I just got you some fruit for now. Oh, you're allergic? My mistake. won't let it happen again. So, did you like the, uh, tail I told you? Y- you did? I mean, that's good, I suppose. You probably don't hear others that much in here don't know if anyone else has visited you. Oh, do you want to hear more? I... Well, this is a surprise. I'd say this isn't the only time I've heard anyone actually ask me for a story, but... It is. You're the first. You know, I'm actually not sure if I should now. People tend to get upset when I tell them things. Don't really want to tempt fate and lose you too. Sorry, I'm babbling again, aren't I? Just not used to the company, I guess. Now, where were we? Sing, O muses, of the story of the determined Argonaut Atalanta, whose former captive and current teammate has become a newfound source of tension, all while the clock ticks ever closer to her fate. Muses great, grant me the ability to sing to you The Hymn of the Man with Metal Eyes
1: and Metal Ears. User Medea, are you sure you want to proceed with this action? Among your possessions, I can identify Nightshade, Arsenic, Goat Milk, Axilamine,
2: Look, I know what I'm doing, okay? You don't need to worry about it, it's not a big deal.
3: You have Axilamine? Where'd you even get- what are you doing? Pharmaca. Fine, what type of Pharmaca then?
2: Look, I don't need to tell you every little thing I do. I'm your co-pilot now, not your prisoner.
3: Now hold on, when did we decide on co-pilot? Echo and I are co-pilots. We like, fly the ship.
2: Like a week ago? Literally the first day I was on board, I distinctly remember you calling me your co-captain.
3: That's different. Plus, you revoked your co-captain privilege when you nearly crashed a damn thing in Thessaly.
2: Okay, look, we really needed to get out of there, and
3: it wasn't that bad. I felt my kidneys in my ribcage!
2: Okay, that sounds like a you problem. And it's not my fault you let me fly the ship without even giving me the manuals. It's
1: not about whether or not you- You are now entering the Thracian system. Prepare to disembark.
2: I'll be in my room. <laughs>
3: It's been like this every day since she... stopped being mad about getting kidnapped? Crikey, I didn't even know. If I can barely keep my cool a few days into a partnership, how much longer could it possibly last? And I really do need this to last. My whole bloody world depends on it. (sighs) Until a few days ago, I was the last remaining crew member aboard the Argo, and it's... It's been a while since I've been with anyone other than Echo for more than a day or two. (laughs) You know something? I think it's starting to show a little.
1: User Atalanta? I'm fine, Echo.
3: Really, I am. I just... don't understand how to get through to her sometimes.
1: Intercrew fighting is not productive for maintaining healthy interpersonal relationships. It is recommended that you cease this course of action- I'm trying,
3: okay? We just keep... rubbing up against each other. Constantly. I want her on my side, but if
1: she leaves... It is my job to do whatever you require of me. If you have a request, you may say so. Thanks,
3: but you're not the one who refuses to help
1: out. User Atalanta, it is time for you to take your pain medication. what if I did already? As a crew member aboard the Argo, your health and safety are always a priority. It is time for you to take your pain medication.
3: Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll take it now. We will need to stop off for some more soon. My supply's running low.
1: Reminder pick up medication has been set. Thanks, Echo. Love you. Thank you, User Atalanta.
3: You know, when Medea first joined us, I was wrapped. I just had to prove to her that her choice had been the right one. She'd figure that out by mid-morning on day one. We'd have some brekkie, do some plodding, and when we'd go to bed at the end of the day, we'd be thick as fleecy thieves. I learned pretty quickly that wasn't going to work out. Come on now, love. First full day on board. Up and at them.
2: Is there an emergency? Well, no, but <sighs> good. And then tell Echo not to wake me up this early again, or if you want to make it easier on her, not at all. I'm going back to bed.
3: No, you're not. Uh Here, I made you breakfast. Oh. Mm. I think it's burnt. What? No, it's not. Yes, it is. It's not?
2: Yes, it... Just look at this. What do you call this?
3: That's not burnt, it's
2: just... Well done! I can't believe you.
1: User Atalanta, now searching the term, how to make toast. Oh, everyone's a critic now.
3: Fine, let's see you make breakfast, if I'm doing such a bad job it.
1: You know what?
2: Fine, I will. Right, now let's see, where's the... Atalanta? Yes? Did you try to make toast by toasting this piece of bread directly on the stove?
3: Well, you like crunchy food, right?
2: Not burnt, no.
3: It's not... Okay, fine, just take mine then. Right. So, anyways, down to business. I've been thinking about how best to come up with
1: a plan. Let's start with what we know.
2: That's why you woke me up? Atalanta, I'm not going to talk shop with you at... What time even is it?
1: It is 700 hours Galaxy Standard Time, 2100 hours Crete Standard Time, Thirteen hundred hours,
2: Trojan- That's enough, Echo. Medea. What? Done nattering at
3: me? You know, we are a team. If you could maybe help me suss this out a little, then be really appreciated.
2: (sighs) Alright then, let's hear the plan. Uh. Well, I'm waiting.
3: Uh, I found you.
2: And?
3: Well... I was kind of hoping you could help me with step two.
2: <laughs> so you kidnap me, a known murderer, on the infinitesimal chance that I'd both be willing and know how to help you.
3: I mean, to be fair, I knew
2: you wouldn't kill me. No, you didn't.
3: Look, hear me out, okay? The thing is, we're chasing a ghost. Obviously, the fleece isn't just something you can walk into a store and find. And it's not inaccessibility that's the issue. If we were in a bank vault or museum or, I don't know, some multi trillionaire's private collection, we could deal with that. I know that
2: already. I
3: recruited you. Kidnapped me. Because you were the most likely person to have any kind of information on its location.
2: So you kidnapped me because you didn't know anything? Not for my skills or for my pharmaca or a reason that might have made some kind of sense?
3: I didn't know Jason. Not like you did, I figured.
2: You know, just because I spent a summer in love with him doesn't mean I'm an expert on all things Jason.
3: But you were his ex-wife. Surely you would have known something... We married on a whim, Atalanta.
2: And a stupid whim at that. I wasn't his confidant, just his throwaway wife until he got back to the
3: mainland. Look, you at least know more than I do about him. I need all the info, I can... I want to stay here. I want to help you. Ha! up! then. we got a lot to talk about if we're going to try and track this down, eh, co-captain? This is a stupid argument. Yeah. Obviously it was. Even now, every time we argue, it always seems to be about something irrelevant. Whether we should take this route or that. If she should press charges for a kidnapping when we both know she won't. Who left the nuclear toaster on? To tell you the truth, I still don't know whether to be disappointed we can't get on without cracking it at each other or be glad it's not about something actually important.
2: You know, Jason mentioned that he'd hidden the fleece somewhere before he... before I killed
3: him. He did? Yeah. All right! Well, that's something at least. Now we can make a plan. Well, I don't know about that. Why? What do you mean?
2: I mean, it's not any new information. Just that he'd put it somewhere. It'd be different if he told me where he hid it, or who he told. If he even told anyone at all, which is unlikely enough.
3: So, what, we just don't follow up on this lead? I'm not saying that. Well then, what are you saying? I mean,
2: it's just not much of a lead, is it? Not like it gives us much to go off of, for all we know, he could have hidden it anywhere.
3: Okay, well, what else do we have? Hylas, have you heard anything from him since the quest?
2: Mm, We never really talked.
3: Mm, Okay, then. What about Admetus?
2: Last I saw him, he pushed me into a wall and called me a witch. Hard pass. Who else is there? Well,
3: let's see. If I'm remembering right, there was Argus, Deucalion, Frontus... The rest of our research went, well, disastrously, to be honest. It seemed like almost all the ex-Argonauts had either died, been seriously injured, or just up and vanished into thin air. Almost worse, neither of us could remember any great number of them, or at least I couldn't. If Medea contributed any names, neither Echo nor I heard her. And Echo can hear a drachma drop onto a carpet while the vacuum's running. Mm. Crikey, my brain's all fried from thinking too hard. Let's take a break for lunch and come back later. Wait, seriously? Feel free to go put on your thinking, tracky-dacks, love. I know that's what I'll be doing. Oh, wait, what, what are tracky-dacks?
1: War I search says sweatpants.
3: <sighs> I'd been trying to be nice for all the good that had been doing me, but I just couldn't handle the constant back and forth after a while. It was all a gal could do to eat, take her pills and lie down for a spell before plunging right back into the thick of it.
2: What took you so long?
3: I'd really rather not if you don't mind. Back to names. Fine. You're the captain. By then, we'd been reduced to just naming every sorry soul who might know even one lousy ounce of information. We weren't even limiting ourselves to Argonauts anymore. The stress made my back flare up in pain even more than it already was, and lucky me, my meds still hadn't kicked in. I wasn't going to show it in front of Medea, not when she was being difficult like that, but I could feel each passing second bringing me closer to Colchis's gallows. Look,
1: I know we said Heracles-Hercules already. Would you like me to play a clip from the hit entertainment series Twelve Labours with Heracles-Hercules? Uh, thanks, but no thanks.
3: I was thinking, what
2: about his hairdresser? He has a new one now. Olympus Corp paid. Pass.
3: His grocer?
2: Why would Jason know his grocer?
3: They worked with Anita. Oh. Ugh, look. I've been doing all the heavy lifting here, Medea. The least you could do is try to give me a name. Just one. For Pete's sake, you were his wife. I figured you'd be better at this. There are some lines you know you shouldn't cross. Right up till the moment they're behind your feet. Medea's cheeks flushed with anger, eyes burning into me. She hadn't made much eye contact with me before, and she certainly didn't do it for long. But even after she turned her glare back to the floor, I could still feel the rage emanating from her. For the first time, I could see Medea the Witch. Medea the Traitor. The Slayer of Heroes. It was... I'd never been through anything like it.
2: Fine. Let me just think of everyone I've ever heard Jason mention, then. My aunt, his barber, bloody Phineas's sorry dentist, like half the Olympians. Need I go on? Wait, I. Hold on a sec,
3: you said Phineas.
2: Uh, yeah?
3: Bloody hell, of course! Why didn't I think of that sooner? That bloke knows everything!
2: Wait, Phineas? I thought he was. You know...
1: Echo, set course for the Thracian system. Of course, user Atalanta. Charted course will take approximately 48 Gaia Rotations.
2: Glad I could help. No, if you'll allow me, I'm going back to bed. Don't wake me up for anything less than Scylla. Will
3: do. Thrace's sun is small, but we're close enough to it that once we land, it hangs low and large in the sky. Its blood-red glow stands out, especially against the green stretching out as far as I can see. Moss is everywhere, hanging from the trees and almost completely covering the small landing strip we were able to find. Mist hangs in the air like it's always on the edge of raining. Animals flit in and out of my peripheral vision. There's more life here than I've seen in, well, a long time.
1: You have landed on the moon of Salmodesis, in the Thracian system. Thanks, Echo. See you later. <whistles>
2: Wow, this is, this is Guy and Moss, and those are, wow, oh my god, how are those even
3: growing here? Oh, imagine all the things I could make with this. This place used to be a resort a while back before Phineas got dropped here. Well then, what are we waiting for? Let's get a move on. As we keep moving, I lose patience with the whole rainforest thing pretty quickly, the thick mud keeps sticking to my boots. Even my second favorite pants aren't immune no matter how much I hike them up. Tomorrow I'm going to regret not saving this trip for a dry day. But it's not like I'm going to complain to my traveling companion about it.
2: It's really uh wet here. No kidding. If I'd known I would
3: have asked to borrow some of your tricky dogs. These are cargo pants, not sweatpants. Ah. Um, how much further? Echo said it might be a while. We chose the closest place we could touch down. Rainforests don't make for great landing areas. Oh, great. After at least a mile of walking, two showers, and what feels like a year of Medea's grumbling, we finally spy a lonely house nestled in between some trees. It's really nice looking, like it used to be some condo or something before this place got eaten by the forest. Just like everything else, it's all covered in moss, on the roof, over the windows. There's even some snaking out from the chimney. The closer we get to it, the emptier it seems. It's... Kinda sad, actually. Hello? Anyone home?
2: The door's open.
3: Uh I don't suppose he'd mind if we just entered, would he?
2: Wouldn't it be the first time you've barged into somebody's home without asking permission. I mean,
3: I guess, but hold on, wait up.
2: Hey, anyone in here?
3: Phineas? Hello? Hedaea, are you okay? I'm...
2: I'm fine. That wasn't me.
3: Who's there?
4: Show yourselves! Hang on, is that...? Phineas! Is that you? How do you know my name? You're not with Olympus Corp, are you? God, no. No! We're here for... we're Argonauts. Argonauts,
3: you say? Yeah. We're, uh, here for information. Can we come in? More than we already have?
4: Well, if it's just information you want, not I suppose you can come on in.
2: <sighs>
3: Alright. Uh, let's go, Medea.
2: Don't have to tell me twice.
3: We find Phineas sitting at a round table. Boots slung up by the silverware, thumbing through a deck of cards and snacking on a bar of something I can't recognise. The furniture's old, the wood petrified from age. Looking at him now, it's hard not to imagine that he's as old as this whole forest. Seeing as how my life depends on what he knows, I try not to feel too bad about disrupting him. Doesn't look like he's having any kind of fun, anyhow. Uh, Mr. Phineas, sir. Hi.
4: So, Care to let me know who exactly you are? I am not place an order for company, you know.
3: Well, uh, like I said, we're Argonauts. My name's Atlanta, and this is... I can
2: introduce myself, thanks. Medea. Hmm.
4: Huh. Could have sworn I'd heard that name before.
3: No,
2: you haven't.
4: Whatever you say, kid. So, what brings you to my humble abode?
3: We hoped you'd enjoy the company?
4: Assuming I don't and would rather you get a move on?
3: Right. I'll, uh... I'll get to the point then. Do you know anything about the fleece?
4: I don't know if you can tell, but I don't have the greatest taste in wool products.
2: You know what she means. The freelance care compendium.
4: Mmm. The F... L. C. C. I know the basics, sure. But I have to wonder what a pair of healthy-looking kids like you are doing looking for the finest medicinal recipe book in the universe.
3: Listen, love, you don't need to know all our business. Not unless you know where the fleece is, at least.
4: Hold on. You're searching for- Oh, stars, no. I am not getting myself mixed up in Olympian business again, you hear me? Especially not after last time. I told myself I'd never do that again, and I'll be damned if I abandoned that promise for the first person to say please. What do you mean, last time? Nope. Not talking about it. Would it if you paid me? Ixnay on the impiant taco leg. So... you're not gonna help us then? <sighs> Look, I'm sorry, kid, but I don't get involved anymore. Especially when it has to do with the medical business. And why's that? Ain't telling you. Bad history and all.
3: What kind of bad history?
4: The kind I hate talking about. Now, I think you've overstayed your welcome. Alright.
2: Alright. Let's go, Atalanta.
3: Okay, hold on. Look, man, we're more than a little desperate here. (laughs) Speak for yourself. Fine, I'm desperate, okay? You really don't know how much I need this. I can't tell you why, but... I've been searching for months. I even all but kidnapped a witch for nothing. I told you, it's pharmaca. And in all this time, you've been the closest thing to a lead I've been able to track down. So if you're not going to help us, at least give me a good reason why.
4: (sighs) Fine. Since you're so riled up about it, I can tell you why. And then you can leave. (sighs) See... When I was younger, I had a fling with a man with the voice of a muse. Okay, definitely didn't ask. But then, you see, he was more than a mere man. And he was... a bit more than a fling.
3: Apollo.
4: Bingo.
2: But you're so old, and Apollo...
4: Oh, honey, he's far older than I am. And the secrets he told me about his fellow Olympians... Listen. You're a pharmacist. If you ever get a chance to study that ambrosia of theirs, let me know. Anyway, for our anniversary, he thought it'd be sweet to give me a gift. And you know how Apollo is with gifts? He said it was a way to know things others didn't exactly make... public. Nothing's really secret in a world filled with metal eyes and ears, after all. They're called oracle chips, and they're damn powerful gifts.
3: Sounds like it.
4: I used that chip in ways that weren't exactly to his liking, and definitely weren't endorsed by the big bosses, so he pulled a takesy-bexies. Well, he tried to, at least. Turns out it's pretty hard to take out a metal chip that's already started to take root in somebody's head without killing the poor bastard outright. Ugh, gross. And even worse, for his perfect little PR story, by that time the tabloids were already too invested in our relationship for him to make his little problem disappear quietly. So he banished me here, called it a resort getaway, like this resort has been used in the past century. (sighs) Of course he didn't let me get away scot-free. I can't see through cameras, not anymore. And the bastards sent some of Death's assassins after me for a bit.
2: Death's assassins?
3: Harpies. Hades cronies. Those mean-looking diesel ship girls who hang out on some moon off God knows where. They take commissions.
4: Luckily, I shook them off well enough, and the Argonauts took care of the rest. I took an Olympian's good graces for granted. Even if it was the right thing to do, it was still the worst mistake I ever made. Don't you dare do the same thing I did. You can't stand against them without losing everything. And I mean everything.
3: No need to worry about me, mate. Won't be falling in love with any Olympian shielders anytime soon, thank you very much. (laughs) Can't think of any that would help you. Hey, that's... Look, Phineas, can you help us or not?
4: Sorry, kid. No dice. It's like I said, can't get involved in Olympian business again.
3: Really? Just because Apollo didn't like that you were using that chip he gave you to hand out Olympian secrets?
2: Atalanta, it's not worth it. Let's just go back to the Argo, he's not going to help us.
3: Medea puts her hand on my wrist, and that's about the only thing stopping me from squaring up with Phineas then and there. Honestly, the nerve of him. It's one thing to stay away from the Olympians yourself, I can understand that, But when you're actively preventing us from making any progress on our quest by deliberately withholding information, and besides, he owes us, or he owes the Argonauts at least, for saving him that one time, the least he can do is give us this one bit of info- Hell, hell, Apollo doesn't need to know, nobody needs to know, so I just can't wrap my head around- why. Antalanta! Calm down. What? Medea? Was it Did I say that out loud?
4: Yes. It was very honest to you.
3: I... Stars. Sorry, I'm just... This is a real big deal to me.
4: Hmm. Fine.
3: Fine what?
4: Fine. I can help you. Maybe.
3: Hang on, really?
2: You'll really help us? What's with the change of heart?
4: Because I'm not helping you unless I get a little something out of it. If you want to know what I know, get me out of this dump. It's a pretty planet, sure, but it hasn't had any nightlife in ages. You're new here. There's no way you don't have some fancy-schmancy ship and credentials. I'm just asking you to take him for a spin. Fancy wouldn't be the word I would use.
3: And I don't suppose you'd want to give us any more relevant info before then? No can do. (sighs) Wonderful. In that case, we'd be happy to help. Oh,
4: great. Perfect. I'll go pack if you two go rustle up some disguises for me.
3: Hold up, disguises? Why do we name disguise you? Apollo.
4: Might have landed me on the never fly again list.
2: Oh, well, I'm sure this will go wonderfully.
0: So, here we have... I'm sorry, what did you say your names were? Uh, I'm Atalanta. This
3: is m Mercy. Yes. Hello. And of course, my cousin. Uh, Popsiclees. Ah,
4: yes. Tis I. Popsicles I'm sure you've heard of me.
3: As the agent from the Space Travel Safety Association examines a fake beard Phineas had decided to wear over his real beard, I regret not insisting on preparing more thoroughly for this before we'd left. Our passports are cobbled together out of construction paper and glue. Our disguises are mostly leaves from Phineas's roof. And the less said about our cover story, the better.
0: And how exactly do you spell that?
2: M-Y-R...
0: I meant your partner, Ms.
2: Mircea.
4: P-U-P-S-Y-C-L-E-E-E-Z.
0: He's kidding. Rivals? Nope. Right. And you're arriving on Salmidesis because...
2: And why do we need to tell you? Finn?
3: Pops said here said he needed a vacation from his vacation, so um, here we are. We're off to uh, Sparta.
0: Really? Sparta for a vacation?
3: Yeah, he likes the beaches. Do they have beaches in Sparta? I do not
2: know. I've never been there.
0: Interesting. Okay, you three, come with me. I'm going to have to run a more thorough security check.
2: Yeah, I really should have seen this coming. All right, Atalanta,
3: what's the plan? What's the plan? We have no plan. And here we are, about to get arrested, no doubt. Which is great. Fantastic. I'm sure Caucus will forgive me when they find out I've been locked up with two known criminals. Atalanta? I'm... I'm thinking. Give me a moment.
2: We don't have a moment. If you're going to think of something, do it quick. If that guard recognizes us, we're done for.
4: You think I don't know that? Hate to butt in, but the lady's right, Atalanta. We're running out of time, and I'm not going back to that moon.
3: I just give me a moment. I...
0: May I see your passes? Well...
3: Phineas steps forward. There's something different about the way he carries himself now in this moment. He looks younger, like he's a different version of himself.
4: Excuse me, Max,
3: would you come here for a moment? Oh, uh, sure. He leans over to the guard and whispers something into their ear. I try to make out the words and beside me I can see Medea doing the same, but neither of us really get the opportunity to eavesdrop. After a few seconds, a guard jumps away like they've been hit with an electric shock.
1: Oh.
4: Okay. All right, um, just... Just... Go ahead, sir.
0: Uh, you two, Miss, uh... Uh, just... Yeah,
3: right ahead. Go. Phew.
4: That was a close one.
3: You... What was that? What did you say to them?
4: Um, nothing special. Just mentioned a couple of things they'd rather... keep private. I'm sorry, what? <sighs> when Apollo tried to rip me off like the bastard he is, he didn't completely ruin the chip. Just because I can't see through cameras anymore doesn't mean the world's secrets are safe from prying ears.
3: So basically, you blackmailed them.
4: It worked, didn't it?
3: I... I suppose it did. See,
4: kid? Nothing wrong with a little morally ambiguous blackmail every once in a while. You should try it sometime.
2: But, wait. You're still using the Oracle chip, even when it's half destroyed.
4: Yeah, so? You you know what that will do to you, right? That chip's
2: connected to your nervous system. If you use it in that state, it could seriously
4: whoa, damage you. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Your... Listen to me, kid. I'm fine. See? Still kicking. And I'm on Salmodesis now. So... In my eyes, it was worth it. Don't you worry about it. That's my job, alright? You... Uh, Well, alright. I mean, if you want to make it up to me, there is one thing you could do.
3: And what's that?
4: Viago, it's been years since I could spend quality time with the old girl. Think you could let an old man say one last goodbye to her?
3: Yeah. Yeah, of course. And with that, we're headed back. I've barely seen Salmadesis itself, but Phineas looks much happier than before, standing on the surface of his home after years. And that's a far better picture than any kind of sightseeing. So, that information about the fleece?
4: Right. Now listen carefully, because I'm only gonna say this once. The information you seek can be found in the hands of they who crossed the Lord of Erberus and made it out alive.
2: I'm sorry? No more riddles. I've had enough of those to last two bloody lifetimes.
4: Only two? I have enough for more lifetimes than you'd ever believe.
3: That's it. You can't be any more specific.
4: Look, I just got off of that star's forsaken moon. I am not doing anything to get on Apollo's radar ever again. So
2: basically, you can, but you won't. Ugh, where can I get this skirt laundered again? It's all muddy and moss-covered now.
3: Top floor across from artifact storage.
2: Thanks.
4: (sighs) Ugh. How old is this ship, even? This leather feels more worn and discarded than I am.
3: Very. Hey, Phineas, I... I just wanted to say... I want to thank you real quick. What? For... uh, For helping us with the fleece. It means a lot.
4: Yeah, yeah, what makes you so interested in it anyway?
3: I've... got my reasons.
4: Reasons? What possible reasons could you have? Got a girl you want to impress? Someone sick you need to heal? There are plenty of probable reasons for a kid like you to go looking for that old thing. Come on. I'm not all unhelpful when I want to be. I've seen a thing or two in my years. Maybe I know something else. Maybe not.
3: Do you know something else I mean?
4: Well, now. I'd certainly be happy to tell you, but first, I'm going to need you to be a little forthcoming in return. Ease an old man's curiosity. What's your deal with the fleece?
3: I don't think I can tell you that.
4: Oh? And just what have I done to merit this mistreatment?
3: Uh, legally, I meant. I'm in pretty hot water with some dangerous folks who I do not want madder at me than they already are.
4: I see. Care to name a few names?
3: Not really, no.
4: Fair enough. You know, some people find I'm quite a discerning confidant. Man of my word.
3: You just blackmailed someone four minutes ago.
4: They were gonna turn me in. You're helping me. There's a difference.
3: I guess so. The stars! I forgot to warn her about that, and the Stymphalian washer... Okay, and...
4: okay, you go deal with that. I'm going to wash the moss out of my beard.
3: <laughs> Thanks. Just don't use a handle on the right. It makes boiling oil come out instead of water.
4: Uh, stars of all the ships.
3: And with one last sea on the other side of the Acheron, chumps, Phineas takes his leave. Off to get a fresh start. It's... A relief knowing that I. that we helped him. But as we begin to reboard the Argo, Medea's posture stiffens. Her arm shoots forward in order to hold me back. She's not very strong, but the shock of it makes me step back a little. Something's off. Uh, Medea, you good over there? Shush. What? Hush,
2: Atalanta. Uh,
3: Medea, I don't. Think... Her hand flies to cover my mouth. For a moment, I'm frozen, hyper-aware of how close we are. Then I figure out why.
1: Warning: unidentified presence detected in the storage. Shut up!
0: (laughs) Oh. Yeah. Shush.
2: You told Echo to lock up, right? Obviously. And you still have the keys.
3: Misplaced them for hours now. No, yeah, they're here.
2: Come on. Echo said that they were in the storage room, right? This way.
3: My heart is pounding almost out of my chest by the time we get to the door to the storage room. Medea and I look at each other.
2: All right. On three. One.
3: Two. Three. Who's there? Show yourself, you. You... Oh. Sitting in the middle of the storage room is a young person. They're wearing the most eye-searingly ugly Parker that I've ever bloody seen. Their hair is long and wiry with an undercut that... No, I look closer and I can see those are actual wires. Medea glares at them and they sheepishly lower the lid of the box they're trying to fit into.
1: Uh, <laughs> if I told you I wasn't actually here, would you believe me?
0: Cora Podcast is created and produced by Trenchcoat & Co. Productions. This episode of Cora Podcast, Metal Eyes and Metal Ears, featured Kate McNeil's Medea, MQ Quinlan as Atalanta, Cat Hawthorne as Echo, Ray Vargas as Phineas, Sats Stefano as the Space TSA agent, Hyun Lee as the Tailspinner, and Clary Jung as Korra's <laughs> music and sound design is done by the Cora team. This episode was written by Jules Violet, MN Bailey, and the Cora crew. To find out more about all the wonderful people whose work goes into making the show possible, check out the show notes below. Do you want us for Cora? Tell your friends about us or post about us on social media with hashtag Korapodcast. That's hashtag K-H-O-R-A podcast. This podcast was made with no budget and lots of love by a group of friends, and so your support truly means a lot to us. You can find us on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at Korapodcast. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you for the next verse of our epic.